The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. Plus, make sure you fill out our listener survey for a chance to win a $100 SGPN gift card. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survey. Howdy, howdy, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 322. Uh, it's going to go out to my co-host for showing up again, even with his pro- problema voice. Um, if you listened to the last episode, you know Gumby is struggling, but here he is again uh, to give you winning picks. So this goes out to him. I think most episodes actually go out to him. Um, I think he's has he's had the most episodes dedicated to him than, than anyone else because I'm so benevolent, obviously. Uh, who would I be? I would be Jeff Chalks Fox, one of your hosts. Thanks for coming to the show. We got some regional action as we normally do on Mondays for you uh, before we kick into our UFC coverage uh, Wednesday and Thursday. XMMA, a, I think we've talked about this promotion at least once before, but uh, they have a pretty, um, by their standards, a pretty... Um, packed card with, with a lot of names you uh will be familiar with even if you just watch the ufc so we're gonna get you the picks for that but i wouldn't have any well i guess i, I could probably pick winners here but i'd rather have an expert do it so that's why i have the man with the problem my voice daniel gumby reeland here uh, once again hello yeah this you, i know you said this is a packed card for them but they, they actually they, these guys are all over us with names we've heard so, yep. like, if you look at their last event, it was Will Brooks and Violet Bob Ross, Impa Kasangane and Jared Gooden, um, Andre Harrison was on the card, Austin Hubbard, uh, Julian, uh, just bang, bro, Lane, uh, Demarcus Jackson, Josh Rittenhouse. Uh, do you remember Teruto Ishihara? Yes. Yeah, he was on it. Um, Sasha Politnikov lost on it. Uh, Carl Williams, the guy who's now in the UFC and is actually fighting this weekend uh, on short notice, was on that card. So, like, they they loaded up XMMA. I don't know where they're finding this money, uh, but but they're signing some big talent. Yeah, I was gonna ask you what's what's the deal here? Why are they getting uh, people um, so many people? Is is a manager attached to this promotion? I, I don't, Do you know I don't know, man. I don't know because it it doesn't seem like it. Um, because they're all from like different management teams and stuff. Okay, like that, yeah. So. yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird one. Yeah, Jordan Dykler is the matchmaker. I, I don't know that name. Do you know that name? No. No. Oh, okay. Well, that's a weird anyhow, one. Weird one for me. Not complain to know. about it. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're what they pay out, and they're fighting this week in South Carolina, which I don't think that commission releases purse info, so I won't know how much money these people are making. But they must be making decent money uh, because yeah, it, it's a bunch of names. Like I said, you'll be familiar with. Gumby would say household names, but I, I don't think I, I'll go that far. Unless sure, you're a hardcore. I guess everyone who's listening are. is hard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, people who listen are definitely hard cars, especially if you listen to XMMA podcast. We're the only, for sure, we're the only podcast around that's covering XMMA, right? I would have to imagine. <laughs> especially how to bet on it. Now, I didn't find odds for this. Our odds, uh, we are a win bet family here, but are uh, odds usually readily available for, for XMMA? Do you remember in the past? So this is only their sixth of that. They have for multiple ones before. I've checked in on okay. it before. Uh, so they'll, they'll show up in the, the usual, like, you know, see, see the online sports books that you can exactly. find. <laughs> exactly. 
one place that's not seedy and online is WinBet, of course. We, like I said, we are a WinBet family, and we are the WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and a ton and tons of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time during WinBet Win Hour. Marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here. So many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100. Get $100 limited to state availability. And of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot probably of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Let's jump into XMMA6 Bash at the Beach. They stole a name from the defunct WCW wrestling promotion. But Bash at the Beach is going down to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, this Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Prelims, YouTube. U.S. Uh, sorry, prelims YouTube and main card YouTube. Well, that's what we like to hear. Free and on YouTube. Uh, 11, 14 fights, excuse me, in a cage. We're going to break down the juiciest five, the top five choices that Gumby has picked for us. We're going to start with some big boys, I believe. Uh, it is on the main card, and it is heavyweights. Calvin Tiller versus Jared Vandera, a favorite of ours, right? <laughs> One of the best UFC records in history. For the best. Let's tell you about it. Let's tell you all about that record, uh, Mr. Vandera. He's 12 and 10, seven knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted three times. This is his debut in XMMA. He went one in six in the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> Last five fights, that was all in the UFC. One no in on the contender series, multiple regional championships on his mantle. He's back in the regional scene, so maybe, maybe this is where he's going to shine. He's two years younger than Taylor, four inches taller, six inches of reach. And as I said off the top, we don't have odds for this yet. Tiller, the mama's boy, is 12 and 5, four knockouts, seven submissions. He's been submitted one time. This is his XMMA debut as well. He's got one and three over his last four fights. However, he did win his last fight via knockout. Three and four in PFL, 0 and 1 in World Series of Fighting, 3 and 0 in Bellator. This guy has been around. Used to fight at light heavyweight, used to fight at middleweight. 2011 Pro MMA debut. Based on the last weigh ins, he was 10 pounds heavier than Van Dera. Go ahead. So uh, so I'm coming up with lines on these two. I, oh, I'm right, gonna yes. say I, I'm gonna say Tiller and and Vandera probably comes at close to even. Like let's say negative one fifteen apiece, negative one ten apiece. Um because on one side you got Vandera who has a fair amount of name value because he's fought seven times in the UFC, but on the other hand, he's lost six of those. And he's lost six of those in kind of ugly fashion. So, you know, I, I think the unknown Kelvin Tiller probably comes in about even he's got a nice enough record um but is going to be giving up a lot of height and reach i'm still going to take tiller here and here's why um first of all i just fundamentally do not trust the the fight iq of jared vandera uh jared vandera's fight iq is one of the worst things i've seen out there um you know you look at, at some of those fights and like he chose to grapple with alexi olenek he was like, let's grapple, Alexi Olenek. And then the next fight rolls around. He's like, let's box, Chase Sherman. Like, what What the hell are you doing, man? Like, literally do the opposite of what you're doing. In this game, I ha- work for you. And instead, he didn't. Um, and the thing about Tiller is, too, is, like, his losses are to very good dudes. Like, he was in PFL, and the losses are to Jared Rochelle twice, um, Dennis Goltzoff, who we talked about last week, and Ali Isayev, who was pretty damn nasty, too. So, like he's fought and lost to some pretty tough dudes and the dudes he's beating are all 
either with his big knockout power, which he does have some real, real huge knockout power, or he's low-key got really good submissions. Um, you know, I got, he tapped out Mo Reese. Um, he actually did tap out Jared Rochelle in their first fight. They, they fought three times. So, like, he, he's got a little bit of submission skills. I, I don't like the fact that he has, like, gained a bunch of weight. Because this is a dude who used to fight down at, like, 185, I think, for a little while. It might have been, like, 190 catchweight fights. But, like, he used to fight way down. And now he's, like, maxing out the heavyweight. That worries me a little bit about him. But at the same time, like, I, I just trust him to, like, do the smart thing. Uh, which I don't trust with Jared Vandera. So if it's going to be an even money fight, I probably stay away from it altogether because like they're both like kind of have big flags that you don't want to pick against or pick with. Uh, but I, I think that flag's way bigger on Jared Vandera. Yeah, um, he can't. His IQ can't be that high. He agreed to appear on the Top Turtle podcast in the past, right? Yeah, he, he can't. He was a real weird interview, if I remember that. Too. He, it was, that a, was a weird one. one. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I felt, imagine that. I, I left that one feeling. Kind of unsettled. <laughs> yes, he's an interesting fellow. All right, let's move on to Bantamweights. Ricky Bendejas versus Josh Rittenhouse. Three five-minute rounds. I will tell you about Rittenhouse first. The finisher. He's 17-5, six knockouts, seven submissions. So I guess 13 finishes. That's pretty good. We can call him the finisher. Uh, for now, uh, he's been submitted three times. One no in XMMA. He's won seven of his last eight. He, got, he won his last one via TKO um, or KO. One or the other. One of those things. 0-1 on the Ultimate Fighter. 1-1 in World Series of Fighting. 2011 Pro MMA debut. Bendejas is 15-7. and seven, Six knockouts. Three submissions. He's been submitted four times. This is his ex-MMA debut. He's got 1-2 over his last three and 2-4 and over his last six. Did lose his last fight, but that was back in March of 2022. So maybe he's a new man now. 3-4 and four in Bellator. A year younger. 4 inches of height. 5 inches of reach on Rittenhouse. Uh, so for this one, I, I think Bandejas is going to be uh, a decent favorite, probably somewhere in the like negative 165, negative 170 range, right? Plus 145, plus 150 coming back on Rittenhouse. Um, and I'm actually going to go dog here. I, I like Rittenhouse quite a bit. Uh, I loved him on the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, I thought he was going to do some pretty good things. And he wound up just getting like a little bit outworked in the wrestling by Brady Heastand, which in retrospect, Man, he stand looks so good in his UFC day. Well, that second UFC fight, right? Because he lost to Ricky Tercios in the finals. But he took it to Freddy Garcia. He looked damn good. Um, that's another guy we're going to be talking about later this month, Brady Eastand, um, in, in UFC. But, yeah, Randhouse, uh, good wrestling. Uh, sneaky good submission skills, especially, like, back when he was in M1, uh, which you, you don't see many American guys over in M1. Uh, but he had really good wrestling skills and jiu-jitsu skills in M1. Sneaky good striking. And if you look at all the people who are coming out on top against Ricky Bandeja, a lot of wrestlers in there. Uh, this is, this feels kind of like the John Salter recipe, right? Uh, the dudes he's losing to, Ray Borg, you know, Leandro Ego, Patchy Mix, uh, all, all people who can wrestle him a little bit and did wrestle him a little bit. Um, I, I just don't think Bandejas is going to stay off his back enough to win this one. Uh, and if he does, uh, I think Rittenhouse is striking place too. So, yeah, give me Rittenhouse as a slight dog here. All right, what did you say we're gonna you're gonna get him at hopefully plus one I, I said plus let's say plus one fifty. One fifty, okay. Hopefully it's much bigger, but we shall see. Um all right. What should we move on to now? Um let's break down another fight, shall we? This move actually stay same weight class. Banawaits, Louis San Sanudakis, a Canadian versus Vince Morales. Um uh, a name you shall know. Uh, all right, Morales is Vendetta. 
he is 11 and 7, six knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. This is his ex MMA debut. So that's two straight fights. Before that, he won two straight fights. He went three and five in the UFC, two and oh in Bellator, oh one in the contender series, was a regional champion, used to fight up at featherweight, and he's a year younger. San, then Sanu Dacus. Sanu Dacus Leonidas is a nickname. He's nine and three with two submissions. He's been knocked out once, one and one in ex MMA. Uh, he's won one of his last three, which was his last fight. He did win that. And that was in April of 2022. So he's been out of action for about a year. That's all I got for you. Um, So uh, I- I'm going to say the favorite in this one is Morales. Sort of the same reason I said uh, Vandera's line would be close. Um, The difference maker here is that, like, Vince Morales didn't have an awful UFC career. Um, You know, he went three and five, a little bit nicer looking. And if you look at the guys he lost to, Sonia Dong, Benito Lopez, Chris Gutierrez, Jonathan Martinez, Miles John. Tough list. Um, and that includes a win over Ayman Zahabi, uh, one over Luis Smolka. But if you look at all of Vince Morales's fights in the UFC, even the ones he won, he had a lot of trouble with the wrestling. Draco Rodriguez took him down three times, and it really did control him quite well. And the thing about Santa Dacus is he's got sneaky good wrestling and grappling, um, he doesn't always go to it. Sometimes he's like just happy to throw punches. And I will say from his standing standpoint, I don't think he's as good as Morales. Um, he's got like a southpaw stance and sometimes he's a little flaily on the feet. But in his last fight, when he fought Tateki Matsuda, who is another UFC veteran, it, he, he was it, it was probably 50-50 on the feet. And he was just instinctually was like, this is too close. I got to do something different. He went to the wrestling and the wrestling worked. Um, and he came out on top of the decision. So for me, I, I like Santa Dacus because he mixes things up better than Morales. Morales is just not a guy who who mixes things up well. Um, you know, he's kind of got that Firas Zahabi coaching, which is really smart. Um, so, like, I, I like that he does that. And I think uh, on the feet, he does well enough to hold his own against Morales. So I'm going to take the dog here. I, I think uh, I, I'm going to say he's he's plus 215 probably Ooh. here. To like a negative 240 for Morales or something like that. Very nice. Very nice. Hopefully we uh, get uh, a nice big dog here uh, hitting. All right. Let me tell you about another place we are sponsored by, which is, of course, uh, Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy continues their March Madness College Pick'em. There's a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props and great NBA and NHL daily games. Head over to UnlockFantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's UnlockFantasy.com promo code SGPN. All right, we are moving on to co-main event time. It is going to be at Watchweight Glyco Franca versus Nashon Burrell. A couple of names you probably know. We'll tell you about Burrell first. The Rock and Roller. Nashon Burrell is 19 and 12 with one no contest. 12 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. This is his debut in XMMA. He's got four and one over his last five. However, he did lose his last fight, which was back in March of 2022. His fight up at middleweight was a regional champion. He's missed weight three times at welterweight, something to keep an eye on uh, heading into this fight. This is at welterweight. Uh, he went one and two in Bellator, one and one in the UFC, three and one in Strike Force. There's Strike Force uh, popping out of the sand again. Uh, 2010 pro MMA debut for Burrell. Franca, the Brazilian zombie, 22 and eight with one no contest, 11 knockouts, nine submissions. Been knocked out once, submitted once. 0 and two over his last two, one and three over his last four. He got TKO'd his last fight. This is his ex MMA debut as well. He went two and one with the one no contest in PFL. 
one and two in UFC, three and zero oh in the Ultimate Fighter. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Used to fight at lightweight, so down weight class. Uh, 2012 Pro MMA debut. A year younger than Burrell, an inch of height, seven inches of reach. Somehow, go ahead. <laughs> um, so and this is an interesting one. I, I'm gonna say Burrell comes in as a slight favorite. Um, probably like negative 145 to like plus 125, plus 130 here. Uh, I'm going to say this. I, I think if, if you look at their total body of work, it might be really tempting to say like, ah, Franca all day here. Um, but the problem is, is that they're on like completely different trajectories, right? Franca is an ultimate fighter champion. Um, he, he won the show and he oh, did right, so, yes. and he did so by beating three very legit dudes or four really legit dudes with rear naked chokes, Roush Manfio, Nicholas Moda, Joaquin Silva, um, you know, incredible. But then since then, you know, he, he lost two in a row, James Vick, uh, Gregor Gillespie, not, not, nothing too terrible there. And then he wound up in PFL where he started getting injured all the time. He took two years off after uh, his last PFL fight appeared on the regional scene in this promotion called face the danger uh, where he, which is just phenomenal. Um, last last fight he fought on the fight music show. Um, so like he he's been fighting on kind of like this like pretend bum shows that I've never heard of, and like he's not been fighting good people either, and yet he's still like getting beat all the time. I mean like I guess his last fight in PFL was good against Mishad, but um, David Mishad, but like since then he's he's like fighting guys on the regional scene, not particularly tough guys. He's looking slow. He's kind of looking old, although he's not. He's, he's actually not that old. He's only 32. Whereas, like, Nashawn Burrell literally did the opposite. Um, you know, like back in 2018, he looked awful in a CES MMA fight. Uh, took two years off. I, I thought he had retired. He showed up again, started fighting for CFFC, and just steamrolled through a whole bunch of young prospects that I think they were trying to build his name off of him. Um and then wound up winning a main event against, you know, UFC veteran Kyle Stewart. He, he did lose his last fight, which is why I think you're going to see the odds come down. But it was against Ikram Aliskarov, um, who I don't know if you guys remember from the Contender Series. The dude's a fucking beast. Um, he, he's out, he finished his opponent super fast. And Burrell took him to decision. Which let me tell you something. Taking Ikram Aliskarov to decision is already a feat. Because that dude has not been to a decision uh since let's see it says 2018 was the last time he went to decision uh and he's only been to three in his entire life uh and, and the other one was chad hanicum who who we regularly talk about about to get a ufc contract so um you know i, I just think nashawn burrell is on a good upward trajectory it looks like after that two years off he took he's fixed his boxing he's like mixing in enough of his wrestling that it like opens up more of his boxing um obviously you can't do that against liskaroff but i think he can against franca here all right, so what number are we getting him for again? I'm going to say like negative 140, negative 145. Excellent. Hopefully it's even better than that. All right, main event time. It is going to be at Bantamweight. Sadio Kop Kokramanov, a familiar name, a recent familiar name, versus Francisco Rivera Jr., another name you probably are familiar with as well. Let's tell you about Cisco versus Rivera. He's 15 to 10 with one no contest. He's won 10 fights via knockout. He's been knocked out twice, submitted four times. He's gone one and three over his last four fights, including losing his last fight via submission. Four and six with one no contest over two UFC stints. He has failed a drug test in the past for brand substance. Used to fight up at Featherweight 01 WEC. WEC never die. 20, 2008 
pro MMA debut and an inch of reach over Cochran Runoff. Cochran Runoff is 10 and 3, three knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. This is his ex MMA debut, as is uh, it is for Cisco. Um, he is 4 and 1. He lost the last one via submission. He went 2 and 1 in the UFC, all 1 in PFL. He's fight up at Featherweight, was a regional champion, and is 14 years younger than Rivera. Yeah, this should be negative 600 for Kakramanov, maybe more than that. Maybe negative 750. Uh, like, no, he's just going to be a massive favorite. He beat the hell out of Trevin Jones. He beat the hell out of Ronnie Lawrence. And he was beating the hell out of Sednar Lagomedov until he got caught in a guillotine choke. It's a shame this dude's not still in the UFC because he'd be tearing people up there. Um, you know, there's so much to like about him. Crazy KO power. Excellent wrestling. Uh, good jokes. Like, Dude, Sajakov Krakramanov might be a top 15 bantamweight in the UFC right now. Had that fight with with Sender Megamedov not ended with him getting caught in a guillotine choke, right? Like, it, he he probably would have been worthy of a vote with that win. And, and granted, you know, he still had a round and a half to go, but he was clearly winning that fight until he got caught. And then you're going to pair him with Francisco Rivera? Like, no offense to Francisco Rivera. Love Francisco Rivera. Loved him in WEC. Loved him uh, in the UFC, his early days in the UFC. Loved him in Tachi Palace. He fought in Tachi Palace. He's got a win over a guy who challenged for the UFC title. Uh, he beat George Root. He beat Alex Caceres. But, like, he's old. He's losing to guys like Cody Gibson now. And he's losing to guys like Cody Gibson by wrestling. Like, Cody Gibson, like, out-wrestled and subbed him. Dude, if Cody Gibson is going to out-wrestle you at his advanced age and, like, this late into his career and all that kind of stuff, like, Sajikov Krakramanov is going to beat the ever-living shit out of you. Um, th- this should be negative. This should be negative 2,000. Uh, so if you want to throw the hashtag, throw this one in a parlay, uh, by all means, add Sajikov Krakramanov to every single parlay you do this weekend. Throw him in a parlay. All right, um, let's recap. Kokromanov, probably a very big favorite. If he's not a big favorite, grab him. We'll grab him regardless. Uh, the Rock and Rolla, Nashan Burrell as a slight favorite. Um, Sanudakis, hopefully as a pretty big underdog. Uh, Rittenhouse, hopefully as a, a little a little underdog. And Tiller as pretty much a pick right? That sounds right to me. All right, Gumby made it through, and hopefully his voice is healed up for... Wednesday, because we have a UFC pay-per-view coming up. UFC 287 goes down uh, this weekend. We had a, we had an unfortunate tragedy on this one. Did you say? Uh, no. What was the tragedy? What we, happened? We just lost the most exciting fighter on the whole card. Uh, let me see. The Leech? No, Huggy Bear just fell off. No, he did. No. Ladies and He's gentlemen, fine. I got bad news for you. If you're just finding this out now, listening to me on Monday... Uh, Chris Barnett is no longer fighting Chase Sherman. You can no longer get the sweet, sweet, sweet plus 200 nectar of beating Chase Sherman. Um, which, by the way, the fact that Chase Sherman was a negative 250 favorite on anybody ever, wild. That's a wild line. And I'm really sad we're not going to get it on Chris Barnett. But good news. The Vanilla Gorilla is staying on the card. They got a replacement fighter for him already. You oh, ready for this one? Go ahead. Do you remember Carl Williams and his yes. exciting fight recently? <laughs> yep. I Carl see Williams. that now. Yeah, Carl Williams will be fighting Chase Sherman, and he's a negative 500 favorite over Chase Sherman. No way. Yeah, and did you see Michael Chiesa as a replacement fight too? No, do tell. Joaquin Buckley. 
Oh, really? Yeah, it's TBD a... here, but interesting. Yeah, I, I, uh, at least that's what I just saw on a, a sportsbook. Hang on, let me get, let me make sure Tapology confirmed that. Um, but I saw Joaquin Buckley is gonna step in and fight him. Carl Williams confirmed. Let's see if we got Joaquin Buckley confirmed yet. Mm-hmm. I'm looking it up. This is good radio. Uh, they don't have Joaquin Buckley confirmed yet, but a sports book is offering lines on it. So feels like it's happening. <laughs> Fantastic. So, yeah, we'll have all that fun. Hopefully all, it, all of it will be settled by the time we get in your ear holes again on Wednesday. Uh, it's going down from the Miami-Dade Arena in Miami, Florida. All right. Uh, until then, get in the Discord and chat with us, and we'll let you know about all these these fight uh, announcements and cancellations and whatnot. It would be sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. We usually hang out in the fights channel in there. Um, we also hang out on Twitter, SGPNMMA is the account Gumby runs for us. He's also at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. I run moneymma.substack.com. Uh, get a free or paid subscription there. You get half off for a year if you subscribe to a paid one now to get all my stuff. And because at the very least, play my pick'em contest I run every week. I will be running it again for this UFC pay-per-view coming up. So you can catch me there. You can catch Gumby on Top Turtle MMA podcast, assuming his voice holds up for it this week. We shall see. <laughs> and all our writing, which we don't need voices for, uh, can be found at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And despite not being able to to speak, I'm going to make Gumby uh, <laughs> send, send us into the night or morning, technically. So go ahead. All right, I'm Dana Gumby Freeland. He's the mama's boy, Jeff Fox, and we. We'll see you on Wednesday.